What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome of this show is to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is with my philosophy, one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, and that only leads to you adopt the proper behaviors that will take you to another level of thinking. For today's episode, I'm bringing on one of my favorite people, a great friend, Anthony Trucks. If you've been in a self-help space over the last six and a half years and you don't know this person's name, it's a good chance you have your head in the sand. His personal mission is to help others understand their past and present so they can shift their identity to elevate their life and in business. The purpose of today's episode is a mini bite-sized clip of talking about a very specific topic that is dear and near to our hearts. We are in a society where anyone can call themselves anything they want to call themselves, from a best-selling author, the best of the best, on listen on Forbes, listen on Entrepreneur Magazine, Fast Company. They'll pay for these articles, and you think they might have their shit together. But there's a good chance it's only an illusion. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about inauthentic impactors and what effect it has on you and everybody else. Lastly, text us at 843-396-2104 and let us know how you felt about today's episode. Stand by for a quick message and let's have some fun. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. Do you see my fire? I feel like Kevin Hart mm-hmm. right now. Do you see my fire? Get fire on these beezies. <laughs> you know, I, I watched him on? do that live. He did it live in Oakland. I was out here. It was hilarious. It's a funny thing. I went with my ex-wife and we were separated because like I had a ticket or and I, we, we had bought the tickets before we got separated. And we're like, we didn't have anybody else to go. So like, let's just go together. He talked about all the stuff with his marriage. It was like, dude, but he's like, get fire on these beezies real quick. It was, it was hilarious. It was well done. <laughs> Uh, that you know, nothing. You told me that before, and that's when I was like, "Oh, you're gonna really love this." I was, I was kind of like pre-selling it, yeah. and like, talking yeah. it up, like you're gonna light my fire. So, but welcome back to the show, man. You're my first, second, second guest. Yeah, yeah, you're my first. Cha-ching. So, ding, 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 and the purpose oh. of inviting you onto the show for the second time. Oh, there it is. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. There All we right, go. All the cheers. All right. the cheers to the crowd. <laughs> you got the cheers. So you're the first of the second guest I want to bring on, not just because you're one of my great friends, um, but there's a couple of different topics. And the whole idea behind me inviting some of the previous guests that I've had on before is kind of like maybe just a smaller like episode where we're not going in detail of your whole story. Everyone knows your whole story. I'm going to talk about one topic, one topic only. We'll come in like meeting in the minds and try to bring the listeners a lot of value in a different way of looking at something for today. What we're going to talk about, what are we talking about again? We're talking about fake. Was it fake friends? Yeah. Fake, fake friends, fake you know, friends and fake influencers. Yeah. 
I, I think it'd be inauthentic um, impactors. Because influence is a funny Ooh. word, but it, people, I think inauthentic impactors. Because mm. I'm not going to put this out there and be like, I'm the guy that sets the tone. I'm not the guy that sets the tone. But I think society as a level, we all know like, hey, that's the, the bar. And some people play with that bar. So that bar, they, to me, from the outside looking in, when I see people that try to be somebody they're not, and they're giving off an illusion, a smokescreen, a mirror. I mean, we've been, we've been around the block a little bit. We've been, you know, around some major, I guess you'd say industry leaders. I don't really want to call them thought leaders. I don't even know how to really coin it, but people know, are cool actually, people. yeah, cool people. Right. So, and we're obviously wackadoos, but we can definitely sense and use our emotional intelligence and sniff out the bullshit when we see it, you know, mm -hmm. and sense it. And we know who it is. We, and we know who it is. And we and that's something I really wanted to talk to you, especially about. And I think that's why I sent you that text message last night. I'm very conscious of how I protect my energy. Yeah. So and I can really gauge from the other person just by maybe how their posture, by their walking into the room of someone that I can transfer my energy back into them and see if I can recycle it. But if yeah. I can't recycle it, they're not on that frequency, then I don't I don't entertain the thought. I don't just really waste my time. But yeah. you see a lot of this. You can't really do that in obviously just by glancing on social media per se, right? So um, for like someone like you have done things at a very high level in a lot of different types of industries and what you do right now, especially with motivational speaking and all the things you do with all shucks, like the, the VSLs and programs, you do a great, great stuff. And that was me stroking your ego a little bit. I don't know if you, that you noticed. That was pretty good, right? Well, it that was pretty good, good, right? You said it wrong. It's cool. You yeah. said all shucks. Yeah. I was like, what's all shucks? It's uh, all shit. But I, I know. I know. It's like, also, I, that's what my whole point was. Like yeah, you messed oh, up my okay. joke. I mean, yeah. I, you, you don't remember you, man, you're a shitty friend. You don't remember me telling you about the all shift and all shucks. All shucks nope. was in Charleston, South Carolina. And it was never called all shucks. It was AW shucks. It's a don't oyster it. joint. Uh -huh. It was an oyster joint. Anyway, uh, man, you don't remember maybe, anything I tell you. Maybe it's because I don't eat seafood. I easily forget uh, things about seafood. Yeah, You blocked me out. So that's where you conscious of your energy too. I'm like, I'm not listening to Chris right now. So no, anyways, but what, what you're saying. But, but from your level of obviously you're operating at and you yeah. come in, you get approached a lot from people. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like anybody that has any type of influence or I guess you would say, you know, some ambassadorship behind them. You're going to get approached and poached on, hey, I need you to do this, trucks. I need you to do this. Like, what are some things that jump out to you to the most that you actually see and sense? Uh, you know what it ends up being? It's, it's anytime somebody reaches out to offer me something. Okay. It's, it's weird, right? And the thing is, the world is coached, and a lot of people are coached like, yo, go out and do something great for the influencer. But but it's interesting is, one, I don't see myself as that. It's super odd. I, it's a weird world that, that somebody created, and this word I have to live by, but I'm not a fan of it. I'm just a dude that just talks about things. But the, I think the idea is that uh, people reach out like, I got this. I can do this. I got this hookup. I got to connect. Like, and, they, and so what I find is like, I don't know you. I can't quite grasp why you want to do something for me. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, the individuals that I know that are high level individuals, they just do their thing and we mm -hmm. get introduced. We have a conversation and every single time the conversation ends with a, hey, I have no idea what we're going to do with this, but it's good to know you. And then it's like a month, two months, three years later, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, remember that thing we talked, like, what if we try this thing together? Like it just, it goes into something smooth. So essentially these people that, that I find that are genuine, they're always doing their own thing. They do not need other people mm -hmm. to to do something with them, so to speak, like 
I don't, for example, what I'm building and creating, I don't need to have to get other people, um, you know, wrapped in to a sense of giving them a promise to make their brand go. It could be something we're doing something together, right? We could do something together. Mm -hmm. Hey, come on board as partner on this. But if it's like, Hey, I got this thing that'll make your business blow up. It's a waste of time. I mean, it's all fairy dust. It's all like the, I guess you would, it, I mean, in the end of the day, yeah, people want to get more exposure, but I want to get more behind the scenes again because I don't really want more eyeballs on exactly what I'm doing because I like to move in the dark and move behind the scenes when no one knows I'm coming. And yeah, especially all the, and all the things that we build, right? Well, I mean, that's something that obviously we're not going to really disclose that right now, but there's we're, we're friends, yes, but we also look at areas of opportunity where we can both work together on something as a partner, and that's yeah. different. But when mm -hmm. you get, I get people approach me all the time and say, Hey, Chris, and they can, of course, they find out me through, they might listen to it. I get a lot more now because of podcasting. They'll come mm -hmm. and like, Hey, would you get involved in this or this? And I'm like, short answer, no, because you hit me with a question in the beginning. I mean, get establish a relationship, at least like yeah, say hello. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, say something. Like, yeah, but I'm and not I'm looking like, for I'm you to bring me value. Through. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I take a look like I'm I'm moving at a level where I don't look at someone. I, I it never crosses my mind when I look at someone and go, "Hey, I'm gonna reach out to this person right now and and see what I can do to help them." It, it it's odd. Like I, here's football. Simple football taught me this. Whenever you play the game of football and you're out there doing your thing in ball, like you've got to be so damn good that no one will take you off the field, and that's how you get seen. That's how people want to be with you. And a lot of people are thinking, if I go hang out with the, with the quarterback, I'm going to get the ball in the game. No. No. You get the ball in the game if you go hit the weight room and you run routes and catch the damn football. Then he throws it to you once and goes, oh, dude can catch. He keeps throwing you the ball. So mm -hmm. in a sense of like football, it's like you got to be so good. Like people ask, and how do I get a scholarship? How do I get my kid looked at? Your kid gets your kid looked at. <laughs> right. Like, on tape. You got to put in you know a tape. Right. It's, it's part, part of it's the tape, but part of it is when they are so good that no one can ignore you. Mm -hmm. Those are the cats who get seen. Those are the ones who elevate their game. And it's the same in business. When you are so good at your speaking or your coaching or you've mastered the marketing, you're getting traffic, and you're making impact in people's lives. When you are doing the thing you're doing and you're so good that people can't not take notice of you, that's, that's a, that genuinely spins, right? But then there's some right. people that go out into the world and say, maybe if I, if I pay to get on the Forbes thing and get listed next to the dude that already did that, then I'll give you a carry on the little coattails and I could ride that wave up there. hundred percent. Never how it works, man. Cause people eventually will dig in and find out who you are and it'll get uncovered. And then, and then now you've done more detriment to your thing. And then at the same point, why would you do that? Like, who mm -hmm. are you serving with that? You're only serving your own ego when you do those things. So for me, I just, I've always built in the background. I've built in the dark and done my own thing and built in the back mm -hmm. and, and I build and build and build. And over time, I'm talking like seven years. I've been doing this. Like it took about five years to really get a stride and get some notoriety. Dude, all of a sudden this last few months has been ridiculously like picked up. So I'm getting seen at bigger scales, bigger speeches, yeah. bigger pull. And that only came from six plus years of grind in the dark <laughs> in the background and build. I didn't go around saying, hey, I'm going to give my name, pay 500 bucks to be on a Forbes magazine article that goes out on the right. internet to somebody, you know, like all these weird things so I can put the logo of Forbes on my website. That's not how it works, man. Get so right. sinking good that people want to know about you, want to interview right. you, want to have them you approach thing. you and have them approach you. Make Forbes them want to come you. Yeah, right. So you, and I love that you just said that. You're like, you're operating at a, at a level where you've, Put in the work when no one was going to watch and no one gave a shit in the first place, anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's one thing I do love about your story from some of the information that you've 
disclosed with me at the very beginning of our relationship, right? That you started your own gym. You're like, oh, I'll start this gym. And they'll come because I'm an athlete. I'm an ex-athlete. Yeah, no. Yeah, sounds great. Now, even if you do have, I guess you would say, an influence or a following, it doesn't mean that they're going to look at you as a person that knows what they're talking about. And that comes no. from when you're putting in the work and putting yeah, in that grind. Right. And it comes from you having a service to serve them because no one sure. cares what I've done. They only care what with in that sense, they only care with what I've done in a way of what it'll help them do. Yes. So if I play in the NFL and I did that thing, great, glad you did that. How does that help me? Mm-hmm. Let's get it. And you gotta answer the question. Guess what they're asking before they even verbally ask it? Their heads going, Why am I paying attention to this guy? Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting no benefit. And in, in, in an unconscious way, they're they're on to the next thing. We're mm-hmm. go, you could have you could have paid to bet in every single top article you want. If they don't look at you and go, oh, cool story, I see how this person can help me, mm-hmm. then you're of no use. And then all that stuff was wasted anyways. So why not focus on that in the first place? Because mm-hmm. when you do get good and you are serving people, then people talk about you. They were like, this guy's dope. He's doing some cool. And then all the stuff you were paying to get, it comes free. Right. And then that's when all the opportunities come to you. You don't have to really chase the opportunity. The, opportun- yeah. the opportunities will come to you as long as they're – you're not just operating in a certain way. What you're doing is you're doing it by not who you were yesterday. Like I'm willing mm-hmm. to destroy the version of myself today to get to where I need to be in life and who I should be in life. So yeah. no one cares what you did last week. No one cares what you did last month. No one cares what you did last decade for sure. But they mm-hmm. want to see where's, is it going to bring me value today mm-hmm. at all? Yeah. So, yeah. and what level, like, so when you, and this, this actually brings me to a question. So you mentioned like, be so good that they can't tell you no. Well, that's how I structure some of my programs, products, services, and goods that I created over the years. I make yeah. it so good and so worth their while, they can't tell me no. So mm-hmm. well, expand that on that a minute. What, that, what does that mean in a business side? Like, how can you be so good where they can't would, tell you no? Would you throw away gold in the garbage can? Nope. Nobody would, right? So mm-hmm. gold has value immense mm-hmm. value right and so i'm not getting rid of gold no matter what it is i keep gold around and and so when you take a look at what you do it's a couple pieces but like value is not what you think is valuable but it's what the person deems to be valuable right one. so when when i can find out how to be of value to that person from what i've done how i've done it they can't tell you and it's not even a matter of not telling you no it's like i can't let this gold out of my sight i can't throw this gold in the garbage walk away from it All right and that, that's a process, right? That's that's branding. That's, you know, that's a, having a brand in the first place, then branding from that brand and make it aesthetic. Then it's what your service is, what you do in the world to where people cannot look away from the value. It's a big, bright, shining light in the dark. They're like, oh, this this thing is so amazing. And then it's not a matter of them like not telling you no. They're hoping to get an opportunity to work with you. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't say that's how my, I am. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm that guy. You're like, I'm not the damn, the rock that dude, like he walks anywhere. People are probably like, please do anything to say my name. You know, I'm not that level. Right. <laughs> but in the, the world of what I work in, like the, I, I am climbing to be, for example, this just happened two days ago. I got a call from my agent. She's like, Hey, we've, we've been on the dockets as a holding spot for this speech that has, um, they, they, they took 15 speakers. They narrowed it down to five. You're in the top five. I'm like, okay, who are the other four? And she goes, well, it's Herm Edwards, the famous, you know, hall of fame NFL coach. I can't think of that guy's name. Um, he's a golfer. It was the number, like, he's been on the number one golf list. It was the most weeks at number one, like 331 straight weeks of top golfer before Tiger. Uh, Kat Cole, I believe her name is. She was actually the, uh, she's the CEO of like Cinnabon or something crazy like that. 
and one other person I cannot think of, but um, or like some there's like some reporter on the news or something like that. People that are highly known than Anthony. And it's serious. It's like then Anthony. And she's like, I don't. She's like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie, lie to you. She's like, there's some big names, and I'm not. I'm not 100 sure higher in there. But so like great. you doing Good something you, dope, right? right? And I was telling, I was telling my wife, I was like, that's that's big because what's happening is the work I've been doing. People are starting to see the shine. The gold's yes. coming out. And, mm-hmm. it, and so for me, it's like I saw an accent to be there. I'm not. And back in my head, I'm not like I don't belong there. I'm like, no. I even wrote her back. I said now. If they're smart, they'll pick me and I'll show them why I'm in that top five. Like I, I wrote her this. back that, right? Because at the this. end of the day, it's like the mentality can be one. It could be like, oh man, they're big. Am I ready for that? Can I do that? Uh-huh. And I take I take a look back and I go, let me see the last six and a half years of my life. Oh yeah, I've been ready. They, they're the ones that are slow to me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a different mentality. So I'm like, let them pick me and I'll show up. And if they don't pick me, that's cool. But do believe the next two or three speeches, I'm oh, making yeah. sure they know they made a mistake. Right. And that's how my brain goes. But that, right. that's something I, that takes time. That's um, it does take time. That's it take. It comes from your true essence of who you are as an individual. You know who you are and who you're not. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know that because you put in the work, you put in the time. So and I I'm perfect. I don't want to say the name of the person. OK, um, similar to this. But it was about a podcast. I didn't I don't reach out to people and say, hey, can you come on with my podcast? OK, I when I do reach out to people, I want to obviously get to know them genuinely. Like, all right, you have something that you're saying something that obviously speaks to me. And I would like to know a little bit more. But this person reached out through a my old co-host. And he went to the thing and a bigger name out there. And we all know this person. So they were coming out with a book at the time, sent an email mm-hmm. to our admin staff. My Carolyn, you know, Carolyn, it's my executive, sent it over to me and goes, mm-hmm. this person's looking for you to pay for 100 books to have them come on the show. And I was like, well, I never invited the person onto my show. And it's kind of <laughs> insulting to the fact that I would have to pay for a hundred books for him to come onto the show. And I snapped, yeah. I, I, I sent a nice email over. Hey, yeah. I, I appreciate you. I, I, I like your body of work. I, I really believe in your message and, and the things that you accomplish and you're going to accomplish. You don't know my name yet, but you will soon. And I appreciate it. And I screenshot it and put it into a folder. So when I do obviously get approached or I do meet that individual, I'm going to let them know. Yeah, now you you put me on blast, cuz the, the, right, the, yeah. It's, it's how it has to be. You got it's a different, and it's like for me in football, I don't do it to make them feel bad, but I do it so I have a drive. It's like Michael Jordan that's, used to call that's out what I'm things. Saying. Yeah, it's got it's got to be a dig, and I've always done that, right? The, the fifth person I found out is Damon John, right? Fubu. Uh, so like these, okay. And so I'm I'm in the top five of these people. That's that, big. That I congratulate. Hit the hit the button. Right? Hit the button. Hit the button. Oh, hold on. All right, we got All right. Um, I, and to be honest, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't know how it happened. Is it? No, I did not know what I did. Right. But here's the thing is I'm not going out there trying to be like, Hey, hook me up. So I'm just like, I'm going to be damn good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so good. You can't turn away from me. I'm, I'm so good. You can't take me off the field. Even when I have like kids that are playing sports, they're like, hey, what do I got to do to get in the field? And I, no matter what the thing is, I tell them, look, you got to be so good. They can't take you off. And it doesn't mean I'm just so good um, at, you know, uh, just being able to read the playbook. So good and go yeah. to the weight room. It's holistic. you got to be good at everything because that's what the greats do. They're just, it's it's creepy how they're so good, but they're not that way on accident. And so when we look at like people that will call it fake or whatever it may be, like um, what, I don't know, whatever it is, you got to get dialed into like, how can I be phenomenal and focus on that? And I tell people the goal is not to be great in the destinations to be great at the day 
Yeah. Like if, we, if I could be great at the day, yeah. and I'm talking every single day mm-hmm. in a way that makes it weird for people to be around you because you're so dialed. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have the ability to be in that space. And that's where I don't want to say lucky people because it's not luck. It's like that's what people call luck. You know why they call it luck, Chris? Because I know why, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they can't fathom that it's yeah. real because they can't fathom for themselves. Oh, oh mm-hmm. you must be lucky. Lucky? Man, you know what? I, I get that you're calling me lucky because it makes you feel better about yourself because the reality yeah. is if we both sat back and looked at it, you want it. That's why you call it lucky because you know it's good. That, that phrase preempts and tells me that you know it's good. Mm-hmm. You want it, but I got it. And the only way for you to sleep good at night, but between like reflecting on the situation or not, is for you to be able to deem it something that is just outside of the realm mm-hmm. of control. So it must be luck. Right. It never is. I love the and I love that we're going here with the conversation. I mean, you ever had people that have been in your past that just refuse to like anything you do because of their own where they are in their oh, life? Oh, dude. It's, it's biblical, man. They say yeah. Jesus had to leave, right? Jesus wasn't even accepted by his own hometown. He had to go leave, right? right. I hear, listen to this. I came home uh, from the NFL. Listen to this. I played in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They mm-hmm. ran cover two defense with Monty Kiffin. Monty Kiffin created this defense. I was a Mike linebacker in this defense, right? And I come home from the NFL injured. I was done with the game. And I went to my old high school. They weren't winning games. They weren't very good. And I went, I was like, hey, you guys need any help? I'm hanging around. I got some money. Sometimes I was chilling. I had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I went in, tried to kind of help out. They run a cover two defense. And the guy who was the coach, he was like a coach of mine or knew me back when I was there. Back when I was in high school, right? He's been around for a while. He knows me. Like, oh, it's just Ant. It's just Ant. You know, it's just, he's just, you know, whatever. And so I'm in there and I'm watching him run this thing. And I'm like, do you know that you're running that cover two defense? His words are, no, we run it this way. Whoa! So the, did you know Monty Kiffin? Yeah. Did you tell him like you you did you watch? I told him, bro. Oh, I wow. told him. I was like, I, I told him. I, I said, I said, well, just so you know, um, I was with the guy who created this did, defense, yes. right? He created this defense, and you're running that incorrectly. You're gonna get hit. I'm, the story goes pretty good too. So you're gonna get screwed because they were doing this thing where they would eat, leave an open hole. Let's put it that way. You left an open hole. You didn't have the part covered. They would kept they kept dinking and diamond. Like you're gonna get hit in the in the passes over and over again because you're doing this wrong. No, I got this. How we do it. Totally cool. They play a team called College Park. Get destroyed. First half of the game, I was sitting there telling them, I could watch the team and know what play they're running. I could tell them what's going to happen. I kept, and I told them, second half, he made the fix. They started to win, but never gave me credit. And I realized, like, I, I left. I was done doing it. I was like, I realized that whenever they see you as someone they used to know, they still place you in that box. Therefore, that. they don't, whatever value you've, you've appreciated to, they don't quite see it. And it sucks because I'm like, all right, I can sit there and feel bad because they don't or realize why they do. Here's why they do that. They do it because it's not about you. It's never been about me. It's never been about somebody seeing me. I, when I left the industry of the gym and started building up this speaking career, I had people in the background saying, I can't respect him. He ain't putting those 16-hour days in no more. Like, you know, and I felt bad. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not. And then I was like, wait, why would somebody – vilify me why would somebody demonize why would they build up this thing that i don't even i don't want to work 16 hour days and i found well in those moments they are having a reflective moment and saying "Ooh, he's doing something different than i'm not doing how do i do one of two things part one would be i admit and accept he's doing it right i'm doing it wrong and i feel that weight and that pain i gotta live with that or two let me crush him down to my level yep and so what people are doing in those moments, they're crushing their level. They don't want to see their value because if they were to put you up at a pedestal, they have to accept 
that in the same time that they've been living while you've been living, they haven't done as much. So they mm -hmm. got to keep you in that box as the person they used to know. Right. And great story. And that, that proves the, the whole point behind the message that we're delivering today. It doesn't matter what you do. Some people are always just going to hate. Some people are always going to try to pull you down to their level yeah. just so they feel better about themselves. And um, you love I, on them. You love yeah, on them. That's you the have to. That's the only way. That's the only way love. you can let it go. That's the only yeah. way. For me, I I listen to understand and I try to put my empathy and put myself into their shoes and into their world and, and understand their situation. Not to give too much energy to it, but mm -hmm. I just pray for them. Like, listen, I hope yeah. you find whatever the hell you're looking for. I don't say it to them because they're going to be offensive anyway. There's nothing you can say. I'll it's going to make them. the sit right. Well, <laughs> you can't. You, you need to though, because I right. I need to plant. So I always look at. I got to plant seeds for people. So if I if okay. I leave and don't got give it. you something to be better, I can't. But no, I I say it. Right. So I mean, if you have an opportunity, that's great. But if you don't have an opportunity and it's like done by the uh, the Twitter fingers and whatever that might yeah. be, I see a lot of this shit when online. I mean, they're always going to try. No matter. Right, with, and that's something that I wanted to ask you. Actually, this is beautiful. So, I was, you know, I was in the military. I was in the Navy. So, and yeah. I was there for five years, and before I went to college and all the yada yada business. So, when I was on the JFK, I got to go and I got to watch the fighter jets. Okay, and the fighter jets when they break through sound barriers, one of the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. So it's waves. Yeah, yeah it's like it was cool as shit, man. So I had an opportunity to speak. You know, I, this is how I smoke cigarettes, right? I used to smoke and I was being a smoke deck and we we're all smoking, right? So the guy was yeah. asking one of the fighter jets, like, yo, man, what's it, what is it like to break through that sound barrier? And he was like, it's freaking the most exhilarating moments ever. Because when you're about to break through that barrier, everything external, it feels like it's the cockpit shaking like this, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, it feels like the plane is about to blow up. And that's where you're getting the most resistance from the outside. And then you break through and it's like happy day. Mm, it's a smooth, huh? I never, yeah, so smooth. And I was like, and I think of that every time I'm about to break through another level of success. Mm. Another level. Okay. I get the most resistance from everything around me. And I feel like I'm about to, it feels like that. And it's like about to, all about to blow up. And then you shoot right and through. And then it goes. Right. That's pretty damn cool, man. I love and, it. Every time I every time I hear that, so I want to ask like when you, because we're all conscious that like, that's a huge accomplishment and congratulations again. By the way, I don't want to overlook that. That's a big deal, you know. Like which, which you, part? the a part about you having, you know, you being one of those one of those five people. But it doesn't matter. That's not oh, the accomplishment yeah, yeah. review, but you, that's the way our mentality from it. But I just want to say congratulations. I'm proud of you. That's great. Thank you, man. I You're appreciate welcome. it. And I, and I don't even have it yet. You know, it's not that I have it. Well, but I know, but I'm just saying, just being acknowledged. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're. It's just a, it's a rep and it says actually a way for them. You, you know, and you're already going to get there. You're already, it's already, you're, you're manifested already. You just got to catch up to the reality, right? So yeah. it's already going to come. But the question that I have for you, when you were going through those six and a half years and putting in the hard work and putting in and putting in and putting in, but I know when I make that shift in my mind, it's, it's going to happen eventually, but I'm, I'm putting in the work now. But when you go through these different levels, can you can you remember like sometimes during those that you were getting the most resistance from I guess you would say all the outside everything externally? Hell yeah, yeah. My dude, when I first was going like almost bankrupt to my gym business early on, okay. my wife and best friend told me to kill it, take the bankruptcy, press on to life. Mm -hmm. Literally, the two people close to me were like, "You're just not going to be successful." 
chalk it up. Just move on to the next thing. We're about it's like nine months into it. You know, I wasn't having success. Like, and I literally had a guy roll up to that. So I had my landlord. I had a rent taken care of. I couldn't figure out how to make the business run. I had never had any in, any business sense. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Guy comes up in a Harley, pulls up in front of the gym, gets off, walks inside. Anthony, yeah, yeah. Hands me an envelope, walks out. I was served with papers to be evicted in two weeks if I didn't come up with four times the amount of money I had to my name. We weren't making the money. And so I was like, damn, what do I do? My wife, she's like, chalk it up. We'll take the bankruptcy and keep moving. Like, yeah. I don't know what else we're going to do. You can't make, you obviously can't make it work. My best friend's like, dude, go get a regular job. Just, you're screwed, right? And I sat back. I was like, I don't know what to do here. Like, I had four grand in my bank and that was it. That's all I could use. Wow. And I chose to invest the four grand into a $6,000 coach. I literally cleared my bank account and gave it to a guy named Pat, Pat Rigsby. And he was in the fitness space. And I was like, Pat, I need to figure it out. And we broke it down. Fast forward three months, I had not only renegotiated and figured out the lease, I had got the gym business from making seven grand a month, which the seven grand, there was only like a profit. There's no profit. It was going to bills and people, you know, mm-hmm. like payroll. Um, but the profit to the point where it was 7,000 a month to 27,000 a month, we had money stockpiled. We had paid off the, 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 the lease and all the stuff that was behind it, but we killed it. And it was one of those things where it's like, I look back even now, as you can tell, and I'm like, man, I have definitively built this entire business without the support of some of the closest people in my life, the closest, right? And it's the, so the pressure not only is like the bill pressure, because there's been times mm-hmm. that I had no money and I'm going into things and I'm like, I got no money. If this doesn't work out, I, I'm not paying rent and made it work right. My wife didn't get it. You know, best friend didn't get it. I've had situations where like people didn't believe in the concept that like, it's not going to work. doesn't make any sense and all these things. But I just had this, this thing. I didn't have a belief that the thing would work. Let me read this very, very clear. People got to grasp this. I did not always believe the thing would work, but I believed I would work. Oh, yeah. That's, wow. Hit the button. That's that. Oh, get another cheer. Hit, hit, yeah, hit the button. There you go. There you go. That's powerful. You have, you have to believe in yourself so much. You don't, with all the external things and all the moving parts, it doesn't matter. I got it. Love I, it. Yeah, I bring me to the problem. That's the big thing is you can't, the thing is, a problem is inevitable. It's not a matter of what the problem is, though. It's do you feel confident bringing you to that problem? Mm-hmm. And I always had this sense of like a, a weird, no one else got the sense of belief I have in my ability to solve a problem. I love puzzles. I love puzzles. I love sitting down and tweaking things and playing with I like to figure it out. It's just my brain, it, it really enjoys the process of it. So I know that problems are no more than that. It's just a puzzle. And if I choose to give up on the puzzle, the puzzle remains unsolved. And in life, a puzzle remaining unsolved doesn't just sit there by itself. It collects more unsolved problems, right? It's just, it just they yeah, gravitate 100%. towards it. But if I solve this one, it's a bridge to the next piece of my life. And so I just like solving puzzles. And so, yeah, when, when I look at these areas like that kind of cockpit pressure, it's usually not even from me, but it's from the external world. It's a matter of whether or not I slow down. And I just right. don't slow down. Like the pilots, I shoot through it. Yeah. And you're not something you have to, you have to get to that. That's where I've had similar situations in life where it wasn't that the moving parts and whatever I believed in was it going to work. It was just, I I'm the common denominator, right? I I'm yeah. going to, what I'm willing to bring to the table and what I'm willing to do is that one thing I'm not going to do is quit on myself. And that, that comes from my competitive advantage and me drawing from that. Like, I don't have to do what I do for a living at that time. Mm-hmm. I felt like I did, but I, but I get to do what I do because my sister couldn't because she was handicapped. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I draw, that's my, that's what I draw from and yeah. it's going to push me right through. So, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the pilot, that's, that's how I'm able to get through it. But yeah. if you don't discover that, be alone in your own thoughts 
get you to your true essence of who you are as an individual, who you are and who you're not, and dial and start peeling back those threads that you're never yeah. going to discover what your competitive advantage is because you don't even know what the fuck you're destined for in life. Yeah, you never do. You never have clarity on it, man. That's it, yeah, it's tough. At all. It, it all. And, and the whole thing about entrepreneurship, everybody wants to be a freaking entrepreneur. Everybody wants everybody to do this. Does. I want to be a coach. Everybody wants to do yeah. this. And they wonder why they're not there and they're faking the funk. On a, uh, here we go, faking the funk on a nasty dump. Remember that shit? So faking yeah. the funk, they're faking the funk, trying to get there and fast forward it, but they haven't put it into work. And they wonder why the hell they, they're not made for entrepreneurship because you, you're not destined you for work. that. You might be just a technician. You, it's okay yeah. to just build planes. You can build planes. Yeah. I got friends that build things for massive yeah. companies that make 600,000, 700,000. They got stock and they make more money on investments. So I got a buddy don't tell like me it can't be done. Dollars, uh, yeah. I got a buddy yeah. that works for, for Tesla. He's worth like $7 million right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, people yep. think they, everybody think they needs to be the number one. Well, it's okay, but some number ones should be number two. And it's, yeah, okay, and it's okay to be a badass number two. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing. I think it's all relative. I got to hop off. I got to call. I got to join yeah. like I'm literally yeah. right now, but it, it's relative, man. It's whatever, whatever is for you is for you and let 100%. that be okay outside of the world's judgments. All right. Guys, I appreciate you all turning it, tuning into this. Anthony, thank you so much. Ant. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. I love you. Oh, we were live. Um, I had uh, no, no, idea no, 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 we're, no, we're not here live. It's just, it's, it's, be, <laughs> oh, it's totally <laughs> cool. Sure. I don't even care. No, 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 I know. I know. I would have told you that. But I appreciate you coming on and that's the whole purpose behind you, you know, me inviting some previous guests and my friends coming on just for a little snapshot, little quick little episodes for the listeners. Y'all, y'all, y'all take care. Be well, be you, be great. Peace out. Let's go win. Take care. Thanks. Peace.